But I tried to take, you know, precautions, the steps, responsible adult. I say that, but honestly, if he was there, I probably would have bought more books because I would have had someone to hold the rest of them. <laughs> he could have carried them. Yeah. Yeah. There you exactly. go. And welcome to the Book Jar Podcast, a podcast dedicated to talking about books and book-related news on a bi-weekly basis. Normally, I'm joined with my best friend, Megan, but instead, I decided to show off how many best friends I have by bringing Aww. two other ones on the podcast. So welcome, Alex and Tay here today. How are you guys doing? Better Good. now that you said that. You? Wow. <laughs> I don't know why I said, how are you? Like, we were just having a regular conversation. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I am good. Thank you. That's good. We are all good. You just bought like 18 books today. So how could you not be good? I didn't I didn't think we were going to go for the call out so fast. I actually no. wanted to go straight to the... <laughs> I actually, I did buy at least... I didn't count them. I should have counted them. I, I see 12. three of them right there <laughs> over on my... <laughs> Stereo. More than you should have, probably. Hey, probably. it wasn't her but, fault. You know, no one was it watching wasn't her. My fault. And she was in a bookstore. Nobody store. was watching me. That's true. Nobody was there. To, Listen, to... so what happened, what happened was, is I went and I was meeting a client for work and I was like, I'm already out of the house. I, need, I do actually need to buy two books and I was trying to be responsible and not order them brand new and I thought maybe they would have them at the used bookstore and I really convinced myself I could go in there and just buy those two books and I called my partner and not only did he not answer he forwarded it to voicemail <laughs> like okay Ooh. well <laughs> I later found out that was because he was asleep on the couch and in his sleepy half asleep mindset was like stop this buzzing <laughs> <laughs> so that was me getting sent to voicemail but I tried to take you know precautions the steps responsible adult i say that but honestly if he was there i probably would have bought more books because i would he have, could have carried them the rest yeah, of them there you go yeah, exactly <laughs> i really did that's stop because it was becoming it was becoming too hard to carry them around the store and Encumbered. i was like that's it that's it we're done <laughs> yeah i gotta go <laughs> yeah so yeah i did buy books today so Good i day. i did you know, every time I buy books now, because I have a, I have two book podcasts, I'm like, this is a write-off. <laughs> and I'm reminded of that scene yes. in... It's a write-off. It's write it off. Who writes it off? <laughs> they, they just the, write it off. Write, I don't know, people. The, the write-off people. <laughs> so that, that was me today buying books, yes. Yeah. So, Alex, you were just on the pod. Yes. Two weeks, two we two weeks, two episodes ago. Tay, you were just on the pod. So I feel like maybe asking you what you've read recently isn't going to churn up like a whole bunch of new results. I don't know. I'm reading Chalice of the Gods right now. So that sounds fascinating. <laughs> Tell me more. It's a Percy Jackson book. <laughs> but the newest one. Even more fascinating. It's the Tell newest me one. More. And it's about them going to college or like in grade 12, getting ready to go to college. So it's a great time. Why did I oh. not know that existed? It just came out like this year. There's a TikTok okay. and it's it's like... You sent it to me. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a group for like unfinished authors. So uh, George R. R. Martin is in it. Patrick Roth Rothfuss is in it. And well, I bought a 
two books of today, and yeah. I didn't realize I bought the series that yeah, he has. Name of the Wind is, so is not oh, finished. No! <laughs> so, and then the like person running the group is talking to them and explaining, and Brandon Sanderson just like kind of walks in and she's like, Oh, hey, you finish your series all the time. And then you I finish believe... other people's series for them. Yeah, too, like you don't need so... to be here. <laughs> and then here. Uh, Rick Riordan walks in and hands her the book and she goes wait but you finished the series you didn't need to do this <laughs> and he's like yeah no i finished it twice but i wanted something else so. <laughs> here you go <laughs> yeah it was a great time <laughs> yeah i remember the last line of that is you all could learn something from him yeah mm. <laughs> i i love that i knew that i didn't know that that was i i didn't know if that was one of his other series because i did see that tiktok but that that's great is yeah. it good so far it? i mean it's it's very nostalgic so it's yeah. enjoyable yeah love that for you tay how about you actually i said that you haven't read any new books probably but also i realized that you've been on like an audiobook kick if i can call yeah. you out on that because Jen, you read like 30 books i was really proud of myself i was like i read 10 books in january i'm doing great i am on pace for 120 books that feels so good and i looked at tay's and it was like 13 or something and i was like okay tay just show me up i guess i did get through 18 books in january listen audiobooks it's the audiobooks they're not bad yeah when you drive it when you're driving and you can't read the book because you're actually physically driving the vehicle listening to the book not bad so when i drive for work that equals an audiobook finished every day or so so you also feel very accomplished because Mm -hmm. it's like oh i I was working today and i didn't feel like i was doing too much but like i also read a book so yeah what are you gonna do about that Do you have a couple ones that you wanted to talk about that were standouts or anything like that? Well, not audiobook, but physical book. I read Bookshops and Bone Dust, Travis Baldry, the sort of prequel to Legends and Lattes. And I have the UK version of this book. So the cover is way cuter. Aww. <laughs> so I just, I just love those books. I wish that there was a thousand of them. Audiobooks. <sighs> I kind of have steered away from fantasy for audiobooks because I find them a little bit harder to grasp a whole world when I'm just listening. I prefer those in physical form. So I've been experimenting a little bit with like fiction books. A couple that have that have stood out more for the horrors than oh oh <laughs> than the book being like good. Yeah, that's also there a are also the horrors <laughs> were Lapfona by Otessa Moshfeg and. The School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chan. I don't know that I would recommend them to many people oh. unless you know what you're getting in for, because I didn't. And, and quite shocking throughout. There, things are happening that you would not expect or be prepared for. Right, right. So proceed with caution if you want to get into those ones. But there was a couple that stood out for me. Okay, good to know. Caution signs from Tay about a couple <laughs> of books. We've got I, I, so I read Legends and Lattes relatively recently, and I, I'm excited to hear that you, sounds like you would recommend Bookshops and, and Bone Dust. Bookshops and Bone Dust. Yeah. Thank you. You would recommend it. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I just have to go back to the bookstore. <laughs> no oh darn no (laughs) you know it's a problem when no one laughs at that joke that that's the problem both of you just kind of it's not a joke i know you're gonna go back to the bookstore "Mm." i'll go with you (laughs) alex was actually like wait we're just planning a date that's fine (laughs) you try to be responsible and look for used versions of the next 
book of City of Brass, I ordered them online immediately brand new yeah i was i i had them in my cart i was all ready to go and then i have been spoiled by book outlet and not paying full full price price. yeah and the idea of paying full price kind of like made me itchy all over and so i was like well this is why we have well when i get them on monday you can borrow after me if if you haven't purchased them by then i haven't yeah if i haven't made myself (laughs) go buy them yeah all right i did uh (laughs) I, I'm sure. I'm sure I won't need to borrow them, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that being said, I do want to transition in today's topic, which we all came up with together, which I'm really excited to talk about. I'm, I'm mostly excited to just hear your guys' thoughts because I have two guests on the podcast, and I can just pick your brains today instead. So today's topic is: What are your favorite female characters that you've come across in books? And I know one on both of your lists that I kind of want to throw out right away just because I feel like it's an obvious one. It's it's like an oldie but a goodie mm-hmm. at this point, And that's Katniss Everdeen. Of course. Little Katniss. Yep. So I actually remember, and this is kind of funny story, also one I wasn't planning on saying, but I'm going to say anyway. So I'm not a great flyer. And I remember once when I was going to school in Toronto, which is a great decision for not a great flyer to have to fly across the country several times a year. But I, there was like a little bit of bad turbulence the one time and I had the Hunger Games with me and I pulled it out and read it and I was like, Katniss is brave. I can be brave. That's so cute. And you know what? It's silly and it's it's reducing her character, to be honest with you, but it made me feel better. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. I wish that I had the memory of the first time I read this book. This book. I wish I had the memory of the first time I read The Hunger Games because I remember reading The Hunger Games, but I don't remember my reactions to reading a book with um, such a strong main female character. Yeah. And I feel like Katniss was potentially one of the first ones because I read a lot of books with just like male leads just because that was just what books were there. And usually the females were like this the side character or yeah. the third in the trio, you know? Yeah. So good old third female character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I wish I had like the first memory of of feeling that way. And yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> so to be honest, she wasn't the first one that did that for me. And that's mainly because I knew of Megan. One was. <laughs> yeah, you know who I'm about to talk about. But Megan growing up was she hit this spot when she was like in her teens where she was like, I'm only going to read books with female protagonists. If it does not have a female I protagonist, that. I do not want it. And it was so funny because we would hang out and she'd be like, here are all these books, read them. And I'd be like, okay, like you give me books, I'm going to read them. Like that's not a problem for me. <laughs> Say less. And so I feel like through her being so obsessed with having a female protagonist, I got a lot of the female protagonists. So Katniss Everdeen definitely wasn't like the first strong female character that I saw, but she was one that I felt like was doing it. Like she was one of, she's one of the good ones mm-hmm. in the sense mm-hmm. that I don't feel like she falls into a trope and she feels like a real person and also archer gotta love that yeah i mean (laughs) how do you not love that but also the idea of her character being so against being the symbol that she becomes there's something really beautiful and human about that that i really love and it's also it became such a huge like the movies yeah it was cool to to read the books 
and imagine her and then see her being like put on screen in a very strong way still like they didn't reduce her character and I really I I remember enjoying that I do remember more of me seeing the movie I think for the first time and being kind of surprised that it was so good yeah I definitely remember I don't know if Taylor if you and I went at midnight together to the Hunger Games or if it was Catching Fire. It was I feel probably, like we went to one at midnight. It definitely wasn't the first one because I went with my mom <laughs> and I distinctly <laughs> remember that. But I saw the movie before I read the books. Because I remember Oh interesting. Yeah. I remember Alex telling me about this book series that she was reading when we were kids. <laughs> about maybe, maybe you remember my reactions better than I do then. <laughs> kind of, I remember you loved it and you're telling me about this world where, you know, kids are sent to arena to kill other kids in this games and there being a main character named Katniss. And I was like, that's a weird name. <laughs> But I, I just didn't read it until the movie came out. And then I was like, well, now I have to read it. And mm-hmm. I did. And Katniss really is a good character because she's not perfect. So like she's realistic and still strong and pushes back against things she doesn't believe in and this horrible system that she's been forced to be a part of. And I also feel like she shows like the PTSD side of things too. Like she's got very real reactions to the things that happen to her. And that's kind of refreshing to read or was refreshing to read, I feel like. In terms of writing also too, that just made it feel, that made it hit harder for me was seeing her reaction to everything. Because you have Mm -hmm. fantasy stories, not that that's a fantasy story, but you have fantasy stories where they're doing horrific things, but nobody's really reacting. So it's really easy as the reader to be like, oh, all right, people just got killed, that's fine. (laughs) You know, like it doesn't have the same reaction but her horror upon seeing all of this and participating in and being forced to participate in it and like you really see it through her eyes in a way that humanizes the gore that is happening mm-hmm. and yeah i agree like the ptsd parts also came through a little bit harder because of that and it just made the world so much more real i feel like because and, and her scary. reactions yeah. are very real to it yeah yeah the first one i came across that I really remember strongly is I, you both are nodding and it's so funny and I just have to say this because you <laughs> know, know you love <laughs> you know who I love it's Sabrielle and I've talked enough about Sabrielle on this podcast I don't want to spend too much time here but I do remember reading it and loving it and not really thinking about the fact that, that it was a strong female character to be honest with you just she was just a character and looking back that reaction is something that I think holds a lot of weight with me is she wasn't being treated as like oh look at me I'm writing a strong female character it was like this girl is just awesome and she happens to be a woman and let's move on with our lives and I just I loved that and similar with Katniss almost but in a different way the both of them experience love and it does make them less and I really enjoy that about both of those series which is very important I feel like for young readers to get their hands on is that female character who doesn't get diminished just because she falls in love Mm, yeah I have Sabrielle well one because you've given it to me but I I also had like I have I think the first three books in like one book and I read it years and years and years ago as a kid (laughs) but I don't 
remember things that happen, I do mean to go back and read it again because I, I feel you like you're so highly I feel it. like you're you're tiptoeing around it to not like potentially offend that I've forgotten something. No. I don't know if that's the thing, but I feel the exact same way every time you talk about Aragon because I also <laughs> read Aragon as a child. And have zero I remember memory. <laughs> enjoying it somewhat. But I have zero like you tell me a character from that and I'm like, that person was quick cool. <laughs> I don't zero know who memory. that is. There's zero I don't know what happened to that story. I remember reading it, but zero percent <laughs> That's funny. One time actually in one of the series that I have a character from, I purchased a book from the store thinking, oh, this is a new book in the series. That's really cool. Started reading it and I was like, this is really familiar. And then I realized I'd read that book already. Yeah, and you were like, <laughs> and I owned it and I just bought another book copy. Cool. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Feeling good about my choice. <laughs> but, you know, that's a segue to another character though because I can... <laughs> Yeah, maybe I can tell figure us about out. that one. Okay, so the book is called Graceling, and the character, the main character, her name is Katza, I believe is how you pronounce it. And in Graceling, the way the world works is if you are a Graceling, you have like a special power, and that the special power, like everyone can tell if you're a Graceling because you have two different colored eyes. Mm. I can't remember what color her eyes are, but her Graceling is killing. So she is an assassin for the king, kind of against her will, like she's sort of being forced to be there, but she's mm-hmm. like this really awesome assassin. She's great at fighting, all this stuff. And she's just like, I was reading the synopsis again today because I, I couldn't specifically remember what had happened in the book, but I just remember like At it. least you didn't buy it again. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was the second one that I bought twice. <laughs> and she just goes on a really epic journey and she is... Like her fighting skills are so strong that she just loses to no one. Like nobody's ever mm-hmm. beaten her, basically. And the one, I think he ends up being her love interest, uh, Prince Guy, is like sh- nobody's ever beat him, but she beats him all the time mm-hmm. because she's just that good. And I just love the idea of just like a killing machine, badass woman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's who great. I love it. And I believe in the end, her journey, instead of, you know, the traditional falling in love yeah. having children is she goes on to like teach other women how to fight and defend themselves in love the it. realm so pretty cool anyways would all recommend right. <laughs> graceling all right tay how about you what do you what do you got on your list for today or who i should say i have rin from the poppy war by rf kuang who she is flawed and sometimes doesn't make the best choices or they're they're questionable but she is strong and powerful and she faces the horrors and she she kind of takes on a leadership role and i just liked her she was cool but not perfect and i <laughs> Kind of like Katniss. Love character. You know, I I like the realisticness of it. Like nobody is perfect, but mm-hmm. so when you can, you know, I don't really see myself in this Rin character particularly, but having the flaws makes them more personable, and perhaps someone else can kind of see themselves in these strong and powerful women, and we love that. I've never read Poppy War, but I remember you saying that it was one of your favorites you'd read the year that you read it yeah so i did purchase it and actually marissa also recently purchased it i purchased (laughs) it today so there you go 
<laughs> so which, these are all good things. We like this. <laughs> we like to hear that. And I know Megan's read it. She actually gifted me the third book, which is why I obviously had to go get the first two. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And third. so, yeah, you can't just have the third. That's just wrong. That's all. That's that's a cardinal sin amongst <laughs> book readers. So I had to fix that right away. I have heard a lot about her character being really, really cool. And also really, really flawed. Mm -hmm. And I like that those two things exist at the same time. It reminds me of Wu Zetchen from Iron Widow by Zhirin Zhe Zhao. And what I love the most about her character is how absolutely unapologetically angry she gets. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Feral. Feral. <laughs> I love it so much. Just in, <laughs> in the best way in the best sense of the word, even when you don't agree with her. And I think that's what I really loved about her character is there were times where other authors might have chosen to make this character, you know, see some sort of forgiveness or mm. choose a different path that could have led to maybe more harmony, more stability. Zhirin Zhe Zhao went about choosing to, I'll say like indulge in that rage that is very justified. But you can see the moment where, you know, the, the, the more often you would have been told to take the high road and the high road was not even glanced at. <laughs> and I, I love that. I love seeing that kind of character, not because I believe violence is the answer, but because I don't believe it's always easy to to not choose mm -hmm. that and also there is she's very justified in her anger based on the society that she lives in and i love that it was written in the story that that was okay it was okay to be so angry about it because it was really messed up and she's she's so unapologetic about her rage yeah she is and it's just so awesome to read <laughs> i think there's like one moment where she kind of has the thought is this too much and then it becomes nope it's just enough let's yeah. do more <laughs> actually Absolutely. and you gotta you gotta root for that girl yeah yeah that book is is pretty if you need a good rage read <laughs> like if you want to feel anger mm -hmm. and pay off from that anger read that book iron widow would recommend i believe the second one comes out this year also yeah i will i will say that. we did have an episode where i'm pretty sure i asked megan i asked megan which character would win a hunger games situation <laughs> and i believe i included the main character from the popular <laughs> oh from the popular in like the pool yeah it was it was her sabrielle hermione granger katniss Oh, there was some. There was a couple other people thrown in there, and I can't remember who she said would win, but it wasn't who I thought she was gonna say. I think Rin has a good chance. Well, I think it was Rin. I want to say it was Rin, and she said it would almost be like not fair. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know enough about the character to back up my statement there. After reading. Maybe I'm tainted in my view of Hermione Granger because I've read so much fan fiction around. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to I say she has more of a chance than you'd think, but I think I'm tainted by my Well, Sabriel's thing reading. is that she can call people into death, too, with bells. So I was like, that's pretty hard to fight. Yeah. Just got to kind of not get done. close wow. to her. <laughs> and I think the general consensus with Katniss was kind of really out of her luck. Yeah. <laughs> she was really out of her realm. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's not just other children. It's yeah. magic wielding. And I don't think as many of those women would be concerned about killing others if it meant that they were going to die. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think anyway, this I needs just, more scientific research. I think. Yeah. Someone <laughs> needs maybe to this needs to be really an episode, a podcast episode where we have a bracket <laughs> of who would win. Yeah. That would be that would be great. Yeah. Be very fun, actually. All right. Alex, do you have another character? I do. And it's actually one that we read recently. And it's uh, Irene from the Invisible Library. Yes. I, Tay, I don't know if you've ever read Invisible Library. I have not. You would like it. Okay. Irene is so cool because she's so confident in what she knows, but her inner monologue is very like imposter syndrome y. Like she, yeah. she, she feels yeah. so real <laughs> because she does what she needs to do and. She's really confident in her choice, but inside she's thinking, I don't know if this is the the right right decision, but we're going for it. (laughs) (laughs) And I just really appreciated that she had this like outward confidence that I feel like as a woman, you know, the feeling of like, okay, I'm going to just pretend that I know what I'm doing right now. (laughs) And she did often know what she was doing because she's actually very smart and has been doing the librarian thing yeah. for a while now but yeah I just really liked the, the I'm gonna realness explain of that. a little bit about this world as well because so I feel like you, were, you said you said you know she's been doing the librarian thing for a while and yeah, she's a spy kind of got a look on her face like <laughs> like okay yeah so she, she knows, knows that how Dewey to decimal system all right <laughs> no so it's in, not like in that. this world the librarians go to other dimensions to okay. get and retrieve copies of books that only have like one copy or like very are very rare and they get sent on missions and they they're honestly kind of like spies they're basically spies professional thieves it's very cool and they enter worlds in which there is a high amount of chaos which means magical creatures start to exist when there's chaos so the one world she enters has fey, vampires, vampires, werewolves, giant centipedes, giant uh, centipedes. <laughs> Don't like that one. Crocodiles with lasers on their yeah, heads. Yeah, crocodiles with lasers on their heads. You had me with things. the vampires and fey, and you, yeah, it really scared me off with giant centipede and laser <laughs> crocodiles. You lost me. <laughs> yeah, and oh, it's very dealt with steampunk-esque in the one dimension she ends up in. So there's like zeppelins and, you know, that sort of thing. But you're reconciling that with like fae and wizards. It's it's very cool. And she has to have a lot of knowledge in order to survive in these worlds because every world is slightly different. So the fact that she comes across... Mm-hmm. And it read so academia to me because the idea of a woman who's like studied her whole life and is really smart, but also having the imposter syndrome just read so hardcore academia. (laughs) Also, part of her powers, basically, that librarians have is they can use like this language, but the language is constantly changing. So they've always got to like read up on the changes to the language. Otherwise, they could say something wrong and do like something that they didn't want to do. Yeah. And that's really like fascinating part of it too it was a very it's a very very cool cool book but i did really love her character because again like you're saying she has that like internal anxiety almost but it's not coming across in oh let like lead me or anything she knows how to deal with it yeah she deals with it she makes her decisions there's two men around her and the the one man is actually characterized very much as 
he's very young and so he's like hot-headed and brash and he's making all the irresponsible decisions and she's kind of got to teach him how not to do that and to think a little bit more clearly and I loved that it went she was so unapologetic in her knowledge as well and I Mm -hmm. felt like that was really cool she wasn't trying to downplay that she knew how much she knew and so when she made decisions and she was like I'm not quite sure that's the right call but based on this empirical yeah, evidence, it is the, the best option. call. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just, yeah, she's great. I yeah. really do love her. That's she's a good really call. Cool. Okay, I'm going to have to buy a book. Have, That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, you get to join the club. Shucks. <laughs> do you have a character take? Round table. Yeah, so bringing up Ledges and Lattes again, Viv is obviously strong because she's an orc. So like we get that. We get that part already. That's great. But then there's so much more to her. She is very caring and kind while still being like fiercely protective of what and who she loves. Like I would just feel so safe with this character. <laughs> yeah, so safe. <laughs> she she really does think about how what she does is impacting other people, how she can help them out without it being written as a female character like serving other people like she she doesn't have mm-hmm. to do that she is literally a warrior she doesn't have to do any of these nice things in such a thoughtful way that she does and i just i just love her i just want to hang out with her and let her hold me <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> i think also what i really love of viv and i i'm sure you loved it too was it was very clear that she didn't have certain things like she didn't have certain knowledge for example she didn't have certain skill sets and at first she is a little bit maybe more reluctant to reach out to fulfill those skill sets but once she does, she realizes like how much power there is in being able to ask for help. And I, I just mm-hmm. really loved the balance of the physical strength and also the like emotional stability to like know where the limits were. I just, yeah. yeah, she's also a fascinating character. Like she, to fill those like skill sets, she finds these other people, beings, like a ratkin who is like a four foot three foot tall rat they can do things that a giant orc can't and she realizes that and accepts that and is like sees the value in that other person and i just appreciate her it's a very good analogy slash metaphor for you know all those little outcasts who think that their like differences are weaknesses and stuff like that right so the idea really and this is reducing honestly I feel like the theme of the book to almost too simple but I did really love that she could see as you said the value of the differences and I love how that translates when you start thinking about it thematically as well so I just love that book it's so cozy it's It's just so cozy it makes me so happy (laughs) oh now I need to buy a book there you go That's okay. I'll go shopping with you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Twist my arm. (laughs) Fine. You're up. Oh, I I can go, but I'm more interested in your guys' to be honest, because I know I've talked about this lots before on the pod, and I don't know that I have really 
new interesting ones. Actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to throw maybe a controversial one out there. I'm going to say Nynaeve from The Wheel right. of Time. <laughs> we can talk about Nynaeve. I I don't always love the way that she's written, but I do really love the core of her character. And I know across the fandom she may not be like the number one fave, but I really love that her stubbornness is for the protection of her people and how much she's willing to really, the lengths she's willing to go to protect the people she cares about. And I do love a little bit of her stubbornness. Mm -hmm. I like to see it in a way, and this doesn't always come across in these books in particular, but I love to imagine it, I guess maybe is the right way to put it in a way which it is just her being kind of more okay with who she is and what her limits are, especially in that first book, The Eye of the World. You really get a good sense of who she is as a person and where her limits are, but she's also very capable. Her hunting and tracking down Lan and Maureen's <laughs> first book is like my favorite thing ever. And her ability to see people she respects and to notice what is so great about them in that first book too, I really loved. So I, I do think she's maybe not the best female character ever, but I do really enjoy the core of her character she is fighting an uphill battle in the world that she's in yeah but she still comes through as someone that you could trust to be on your side if she was on your side like if that's your friend she is going to look out for you and help you she's a ride or die yeah she might not get that from other people in return but (laughs) (laughs) this is true If she I had also, to pick a friend, I'd pick Nynaeve. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be on the other side of Nynaeve either. I wouldn't yeah. want to be in her way at no. all. No, thank you. No. You can just, you can be just walk past <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. My next one that I have on my list is a character I feel like such a kinship to, even though she's very flawed. <laughs> and it's Shalon. Knew from that you Stormlight. were gonna say that. has a lot going on. <laughs> but specifically, I just love, and this is partly Sanderson's writing, but her not even reliance, but the way she values creativity and her yes. art and that side of her. I just You've said it before on this podcast. Like, oh, I've said Sanderson it a million times. Like, that art is really beautiful. Is beautiful. I really and do think he understands not only the creative process, but the value of art in society. I think he really, I would love to have a conversation with him about art because I think really it would be really it. cool. And I just, it would be like, I couldn't not comment on her then because <laughs> she's like the artist in that series. And I do love her story. I can't say too much on it because I yeah. know Marissa hasn't finished to where me and Taylor are. Mm. But specifically just her, the artist kinship, I really feel like a kinship with her because of the artist thing there, I guess. And I don't consider myself as much of an artist anymore, but as a graphic designer, I feel like I can include myself in that well, <laughs> discussion. When I read Way of Kings and met Shalon, I thought of you, Alex. I didn't know Marissa yet. I also, know Marissa is also a creative, but the the way that she was with the art, I was just like, oh, there's my friend Alex. The the way it's described of losing herself in her drawings yeah. when she's mm-hmm. drawing, like I just know that feeling. I, I know it. I actually almost cried the first time I read. That I did cry. <laughs> because 
And I, I paint now in a way that I can lose myself in that for sure. And I definitely see that. But when I write, that's how I feel. Like when I, when I get going and then it just all disappeared. Like the way it was described, like it's hours later I and actually, like, and it I was doing? the same thing when I was a dancer. The idea of like, that's what the pinnacle, like you didn't have every, every day didn't feel like that. Every creative process doesn't feel like that. But when you hit that, there's something absolutely serene and euphoric and that's real peaceful life magic. about it. And it <laughs> does feel like real life magic. And I just, the way he wrote that, I I think that's actually where I fell in love with his novel because I I couldn't read that and have a bad thing to say. You know yeah. what I mean? And there was just so much joy in there. Her character, and granted, I'm only for, through the first two books, so I don't know everything about her. But one thing I do appreciate about her character and why she should have been on my list, but I think I wasn't thinking about because I'm still ashamed I haven't finished the next two in the series. <laughs> But I loved the way she was absolutely like she's so ambitious and she's so smart about it. And again, I don't know how this plays out through the third and the fourth book, but in the first and the second one, she's also able to adapt in a really cool way and come out with on top a little bit. Even she has it, this crazy plan. Yeah, she has like, a crazy plan. And then when the plan doesn't quite succeed, she she can readjust and pivot. And as somebody like I th- feel like I see a lot of just humanness in her because, you know, I, you start to think about her and think very personally, like like she's so good at pivoting in a way that she still respects what she's lost, but she has to move forward. And I just think that's such a brilliant light trait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I too am a light weaver. So that's also yeah. why I feel like in relationship <laughs> with her. Yeah. Plus pattern is great. Yeah. Pattern is great. Pattern is great. <laughs> I would love a little cryptic to follow me around. <laughs> yeah. Shalon, great character. Definitely recommend Stormlight if anybody has not read it please read it <laughs> all right well since we're talking about stormlight i want to put forward yasna oh yeah i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> who is who i connected to a little bit more than shalon in... <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> i do love does yasna that, does that make sense <laughs> yasna is brilliant like she is just so smart and studious when she doesn't know something like she's going to go and figure it out she's gonna she's gonna find the answers that she's looking for she's gonna think about things in a lot of different ways she is tough and bold and she has an air of authority about her like you you just want to do what she says you want to listen to her because she's just so smart that what she's saying she's the smartest person in every room (laughs) it's gotta you gotta listen like you can't deny that about her i also specifically love her ability to stick to her beliefs even though it's in the world frowned upon almost Mm -hmm. or like she's constantly being like badgered about yeah because she's called a heretic yeah being more of an atheist i guess an atheist Mm -hmm. and she sticks to her guns and that's just what she believes like she doesn't feel respectfully yeah yeah not in a rude way mean way she just that's what she believes and that's all she needs yeah yeah i haven't gotten a lot of her because 
of events I don't want to talk about that happened in the second <laughs> one but I mean there's going to be have to be a spoiler warning on this whole thing because I'm implying that she comes back so <laughs> which you don't know about halfway through but yeah I I was excited that I did we didn't lose her in the second one yeah that was a very fun moment I didn't really think we had but it went on for so long that I kind of became also a little bit convinced because I was like this is this is dragging out I don't know when we're gonna see this girl again I I did really like her I definitely connected less with her but I can see where you definitely would have hook line and sinker for her grabbed right on I was a Yasna girl right away (laughs) she was like I was studying all the time <laughs> check mark that's Perfect. hot <laughs> that is hot <laughs> all right do you guys have anything else you want to mention any other characters you want to kind of give an honorable mention to i did have a few like like they're not main characters in their series but that's fine they still feel like they had an impact female, on me it wasn't female protagonists that's it true was, it was just female characters it was just female characters Inej from mm. six of crows and yeah. crooked kingdom sorry <laughs> Uh, I couldn't remember the series for a second. She is a knife-wielding spy master. She's just awesome. They call her the Wraith because you can never hear when she goes in and out of her room. She's silent. I just love it. Uh, Annabeth Chase from Percy Jackson. Just great, great character. I love her. (laughs) Oh, and I feel like I can't do a podcast about female characters without mentioning my first love, Arya from Aragon, a arrow wielding uh elf like i just i love I'm her. sure she alex has like, a type a scent about that. <laughs> it's oh. elves who are into archery yeah that's, that's, fair. that's fair yeah that's those are my three i guess honorable mentions but uh, i don't know why they have to be honorable mentions they're just yeah. great characters <laughs> those are three characters that i thought of when prepping for this podcast so i'm glad that you mentioned and them. you were like i don't need to bring alex has those alex. covered <laughs> not worried about it <laughs> those are my yeah those are my extra three do you have any others you wanted to mention tay no that was my list <laughs> no that was your list yeah oh, good you <laughs> hesitated <laughs> i had to read my list and make sure but it was <laughs> <laughs> so the other ones i would probably mention so lyrael is part of the old kingdom series she is a main character actually in a lot more of the old kingdom than Sabriel is. Sabriel kind of becomes more of a side character. Lyriel is just so fantastic. She also has a position as a librarian and it's not a typical librarian role. Love Apparently that. that's my vibe. That's your type. <laughs> <laughs> it's magical librarian. <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> it is. <laughs> And then it wouldn't be a Marissa podcast without pointing out that I am deeply in love with Sailor Moon and <laughs> Sailor Pluto is my fave. So I just Ooh. I have to say, I mean, all of all of Sailor Moon is just rich with a diversity of female characters, but Sailor Pluto is I was so fun. Sailor I Neptune. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Wh- who was I? It's, it's not what's your star <laughs> sign. It's what's your favorite Sailor Moon. It's uh, what's your favorite girly. <laughs> As a non-Sailor Moon girly. Which one would you be? Yeah. You would probably really like Pluto. So Pluto controls space and time. Ooh. But also, Wait, does I Neptune think there's control an water? argument for Venus. All right. What does she control? <laughs> so she, <laughs> love, love and beauty. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, tell me Neptune controls water. The deep sea. Yeah. Okay. Because Mercury is also water. 
Right. Yeah. Mercury is water. Neptune is deep sea. Oh, that would make sense for Neptune since Neptune is Poseidon. Yeah. And Uranus And Venus is, is Aphrodite, so. Well, Sailor Jupiter does plants. That her vibe? No, that's all. No, that's her interest. Yeah. Like that's her side interest, but she's lightning. Yes. Yeah. So Uranus is... Okay. I'm just going to go through them all and then maybe... You can pick which one you vibe with, Alex. Pluto is Hades. So Sailor Moon fights for love and justice. Nah. Mercury. (laughs) (laughs) Mercury is love and intelligent. They're all love. I'm going to skip love. Mars is passion and her thing is fire. Jupiter is courage and her thing is lightning. That, By the way, her catchphrase is the worst, which is I'll fill you with regret. It'll leave you numb. It's bad. It's not that's good. horrifying. I'm sure it sounds way better in Japanese. That's what I'm sure of. Oh, that's funny. Venus is love and beauty. And hers is her catchphrase is lame because it's the same as Sailor Moon, who's like, I'll punish you in the name of the moon. But she says, I'll punish you with the power of love. <laughs> uh, we have Chibi Moon, who is obviously just the future moon because that's Sailor Moon's daughter, spoiler alert. Pluto is space and time, and she's guardian of the underworld. There you go, Hades. Yeah, Neptune is planet of the seas, so she's guardian of the deep sea, and Uranus is planet of the wind, guardian of the heavens. Yeah, I feel like Hades or, or sorry, Pluto you or Neptune also, is I mean, kind you're of not Saturn, but Saturn is also really cool, so her... Hers is, I'm an emissary from the abyss of death, protected by Saturn, the outer planet of destruction, the guardian of silence. So she also has, she's cool. She has a move. She can just annihilate the world, which is a little OP, but we love an OP girly, so that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Give the girlies all the powers. I also have an actual honorable mention, Aelin. Galathinius from Throne oh, of yes. Glass. Yeah. I feel like I got to mention her, even though I don't know. There's there's a lot going on there, but... Yeah, but she's, she's cool. She's pretty awesome. She's character. pretty cool. I feel like, yeah, it wouldn't be a full list without mentioning Aelin. Aelin, Ash River, Whitethorn, Galathinius, just so I can she's... say her whole name. I, I feel like the whole name kind of ruins it for me, but <laughs> Aelin yeah, for sure. I always hated the last names. It's a lot. So is I was like the first uh, name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't like saying them. But Aelin is the easiest part of that. She she is powerful and she had the personality. We love we love a cunning. Yeah, she had the personality of like an Iron Man, but like the female. <laughs> yeah, it's a very Iron Man. That's actually it. so, it's a weird comparison. <laughs> Did not make yeah. that connection before. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, if we don't have any more honorable mentions to get off our chest. That was it. That's, that's it. it. That's all. Yeah, I stole that good. from the Queens of Fantasy podcast, which I will say, <laughs> Alex and Tay and myself, we do have a sister podcast to this one, which is called the Queens of Fantasy podcast. Currently, we are reading Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. So if you're interested in fantasy series and want to read that one along with us, go check out that podcast. If Nynaeve caught your attention, you can if find Nynaeve her. If sounded like a cool character. <laughs> she is in it and we do obsess over her so yeah. that's that's a good thing about us 
Otherwise, Alex, if people are interested in finding you, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at a creative al or on our Discord server as Alex Sedai. Also a Wheel of Time reference that you could get if you listen to (laughs) (laughs) Tay, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at current Tay Reading and also on Instagram at the Queens of Fantasy Pod. I hang out there. You can find me. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. You know where to find Tay while she's reading and checking her phone. Otherwise, we, yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. So with, do you guys have any final thoughts? Any burning books you need to recommend to the people? That was a poor choice of words. (laughs) Don't burn books. Don't whatever. No. We don't do that. We don't do that here. We buy them. (laughs) A lot of them. And we don't stop, even if it's a problem. This is true. Not a problem if we don't talk about it. (laughs) If you stop bringing it up, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) All right. So with that, we thank you so much for listening. If you want more from this podcast or want to check us out on social media, we are on Instagram at the book jar pod. And we also have a discord server where you can find these amazing girlies, plus a whole bunch of other readers to chit chat to about books book-related news, The Wheel of Time, our 2AM book club, all of the above. You can find a link to that in the description of this podcast. Otherwise, I want to thank you one more time for reading. Or for, for reading. You know, we're a reading podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thank everybody for reading as well. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we thank you so much for listening. And I really want to thank my two guests for coming in and chit-chatting about books. So thank you both. You are very welcome. Thank you for having us. Of course. Anytime I will harass you to be on my podcast. I love it. (laughs) Perfect. With that, and I'll leave you with a parting. As always, keep on reading on. Bye. Bye. going and we record something funny like we didn't mess up a hundred times <laughs> i think you should keep that in uh the, the i think everybody for reading also yeah i probably will it's funny <laughs> thank everyone for reading we're hilarious <laughs> only when i'm tired and i can't control my words i zoned out a little bit as i was reading the discord so i don't remember any of the closing except for then you said i think everyone for reading and i popped we're back like, into existence <laughs> and i heard it like, actually whoa marissa made a mistake let's listen <laughs> Uh, listen and find out alex looks tired i'm gonna let her go (laughs) okay alex does i was trying to think of something funny to say but all i got was something funny that's it something funny something funny (laughs) hey alex say something funny (laughs) something funny (laughs) (laughs) that was comedy it's bedtime good night